77 WABC. This is Sitting Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's bring in Bernie Kosar, former Cleveland Browns quarterback. Bernie, thank you so much for joining us. You know, whether you call it CTE, when we, we're dead or have passed, or TBI, traumatic brain injury, now we're alive. Some of those traumatic brain injuries, um, fencing, midbrain disorders, it's incredibly tragic. Not only what's happening with ex-NFL players, but what's happening with youth and, and younger people, and not just in, in, the, in the sport of football. This, this concussion issue, this traumatic brain injury, God, we're seeing it with so much of our military, so much of our youth, that it's such an issue that's um, mainly because of uh, the effects on myself. Um, something, of, of course, near and dear to me right now and trying to find a, a, a alternate outcome other than some of the ways that, unfortunately, us NFL guys have been passing with this traumatic brain injuries that result in ultimately what Dr. Chris has been researching so much, the CTE. Hey. <laughs> Three, four! Yeah, a little change of pace here. We've been talking about the Supreme Court all morning and Eric Adams and Trump and Biden. I want to get to Bernie in a second. The um, the big story today is that Geraldo Rivera, you know, Geraldo Rivera paid my way back to New York and he was very, very good to me. I want to make that very clear. When he was doing middays here at WABC, he was uh, very friendly with a, a radio host in Florida named Joyce Kaufman who's still my friend today, and she worked at my political sister station. I was on 640 Sports. She was on 850. Eventually, I kind of worked at both. And uh, Geraldo would come down to do shows, and him and uh, Murray, what, what, what Murray, what's, uh, yeah, Marty, Marty Berman. Geraldo was great to me, and then uh, I ended up replacing Geraldo, me and Bernard here in New York. And I've seen him on occasion. He's been very nice. Some of you folks out there hate him because I guess he does represent the liberal part on Fox News. But they uh, kicked him off the five yesterday, so we quit the whole damn network. So all morning long, they've been doing this tribute. Judge Janine, Sean Hannity, uh, of course, the uh, the uh, Fox and Friends folks saying goodbye to Geraldo Rivera. I think Geraldo may join us on Wednesday. But uh, either way, he was good to me. I wish him the best of luck. So let me uh, go back to 1984. I'm looking at colleges. I spent half my life in Florida when I was a kid. Uh, kind of my second home, Hallandale. I was a Hurricane fan, and I watched uh, this kid, number 20, Bernie Kosar, go out and beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What a team they had. Tom Osborne, the head coach, Turner Gill, Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, and this kid, Kosar, who I thought was Jewish, was outstanding, and he won the national championship, and that's why I went to Miami back in 85 because of Bernie. Now, Bernie moved on and had this great NFL career at the Cleveland Browns. Should have gone to Super Bowls, but Ernest Beiner fumbled, and Marty Schottenheimer wasn't a very good coach, God rest his soul. But he went out to also back up guys like Aikman in Dallas, Marino in Miami, had a great NFL career. But Bernie suffered a lot of hurt along the way, over 100 concussions. Now, I got to tell you, when I was a host down in Miami, Bernie Kozar came. We became very, 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 very close. He was lovely to me. I'll never forget going to the Miami-Florida State game with him, Larry Coker, meeting us in the middle of the field. And uh, he would co-host shows with me. And he's a brilliant guy, but I knew he was hurting back then. And I lost contact with Bernie since I came back to New York. And I'm watching Fox News a couple days ago, and there he is, Bernie Kosar. 
talking about something near and dear, not just NFL families, but, as he said, military and others, and that is the rapidity of these brain issues. So here he is, a legitimate friend of mine for 20 years, a great NFL quarterback, tremendous college quarterback, and an even better person, my friend Bernie Kosar. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Sid. God, I'm almost speechless after that awesome introduction. <laughs> and and actually, how appropriate coming on today, and you're coming with the intro of our good friend Geraldo. And um, Geraldo and Erica here in Cleveland, where I'm calling from, um, you introduced me to, and we've become great friends over the years. Wow. So, Is yeah. that right? You know, it's funny. By the way, Danielle just said hello to you. Danielle loves you, too, uh-huh. and- I know you love her, I love too. You, I love you, Sid, but Danielle even more so. <laughs> and, to see that, and to see that you're missing a Yankees perfect game because yes. Gabriel's playing basketball has shown how uh, you have matured thank over you. the years. Thank that you. That is so awesome. Well, that's a lot of that's because of Danielle. But what's funny is when you and I became friendly, and I introduced you to a lot of people, I you know, actually brought you to the very last ever uh, a screening of uh, The Sopranos. The Sopranos. Yes, I took you to meet Stephen yeah. Van Zandt. I even took you, not Dan Marino, but you, the very next night to Danny DeVito's new restaurant in Miami, and you sat with the whole cast. An honor, an honor to go with Sid Rosenberg. You're like, <laughs> I'm like the security. I'm like the security guy for you. <laughs> well, not down Dan, there. Not, Dan, it, 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 I'm Dan, glad to hear Dan, that down in Miami, you're still a legend. I'll never forget, Bernie, when I got to the, um, boy, it's odd saying Bernie, my, my partner, Bernie, he passed away. But I'll never forget, uh, Bernie, when I went to Miami. And the first thing I did, my mom and dad took me to the bookstore. And they walked into the bookstore, Bernie, and I saw at the rack by the register, was buying books, was a Sports Illustrated for the week. And how ironic, the day I get to Miami, the Sports Illustrated cover was a young quarterback for the Dolphins named Dan Marino and a number 20 quarterback for the Hurricanes. That was you. That was an iconic Sports Illustrated cover, yes? Uh, you're dating yourself. That that was uh, that was one of the the pictures there where Dan Marino and me. And it was the first time I got a chance to meet him, and the honor of being a kid from Youngstown, Ohio, to to get a chance to be on Sports Illustrated cover with Dan Marino. And then we did our photo shoot at the Key Biscayne that morning, and they 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 were giving us um, champagne, Don Perignon. For an eighteen eighteen year old, the Sports Illustrated people. This is before. This is before them. I guess the Me Too, and you're not allowed to serve underage kids drinking and that. So none of those, all those Sports Illustrated pictures from that cover, wow. none of those were from the afternoon. Oh, that's funny. And then of course uh, we'll get to your brain stuff in a second. But you had those great years in Cleveland, and you really outplayed Elway in a lot of those games. But uh, misfortune uh, accompanied you along the way, so you never really got the big shot in the Super Bowl as a Brown, but. You went on to, of course, back up Troy Aikman in Dallas. And then talking about Marino, you would go on eventually become a Dolphin, back up Dan Marino, and you were the guy, Bernie, you, who drew up the play, the fake spike play, where Dan Marino threw the game-winning touchdown to Ingram to beat the Jets. That was your call, right? You know, yes, to be able to come up with that uh, fake spike play. Pete Carroll and Boomer Esiason, I don't think are very festive, and, and the Jets fans <laughs> for coming up with that. Um, to, to have done that in 1986, 
the Cleveland Browns were playing the New York Jets in Cleveland in one of that Mark Gastineau double overtime game. And that was the first time I attempted to do that fake spike spike play. But the Jets weren't in press coverage, so it ended up being a out route that I threw in the second quarter of that. I had practiced that everywhere I went from 1986 to 1994, but the situation never came up in a game uh, where the situation was that perfect for it. And I wasn't the, I was a starting quarterback. The Jets fans probably don't want to hear me on the show for the 1986 <laughs> double overtime victory. Yeah. <laughs> Couple with it took almost eight and a half more years. Practiced it every day with every team I was at, whether it was the Cleveland Browns with Marty Schottenheimer, Bud Carson, then Bill Belichick to get released to go down to the Dallas Cowboys and have that implemented into the Dallas Cowboys system for the 1993 uh, Cowboys Super Bowl team that we had. That situation never materialized till the following year with the Dolphins and Dan Marino up at the Meadowlands. And there was a rookie cornerback in Aaron Pryor, who is an awesome NFL cube cornerback, who's become a defensive coordinator in the league. He was a rookie at that time. And Mark Ingram, the wide receiver, it was just a perfect setup, and they yep. adjust. Yep. And by the way, Ingram, Ingram, as you know, was a major part of my giant team that beat the Buffalo Bills to win Super Bowl twenty-five. In fact, he may have made the play of the day, getting extra yardage on a high settler completion to win that game. Last one, though, on the Jets. You keep talking about that game because the Jets were 10-1 and that year. Wesley Walker, Altoon, Ken O'Brien, they were killing everybody. They did uh, suffer losses to the end of the season, and they did lose to you guys overtime in Cleveland in the playoffs, but you told me in Miami on the air, will you continue to say this or deny it now, that the only time in your NFL career that a defensive lineman hit you and you actually made duty in your pants, it was Mark Gastineau. No, actually, it was that was the first time I was unconscious oh. on the field. And he and I uh, and for young kids out there, careful playing football, wear a mouthpiece. I did not wear a mouthpiece because I talked too much. I was audibly. That was the first time I got my back teeth knocked out. Oh my god! Um, and I ended up swallowing one of them. Caught oh. another one on uh, before I went down, and then was laying there down ten points, thinking. My God, and then I see the uh, I see the rough in the quarterback call, and that was the whole game for the Jets. Yeah, that was the, that was yeah. it. That killed Gaston and the Jets. So who was the guy that made you crap your pants? Um, I, that did no. That was when somebody actually got too personal and tried to and bit me down there. <laughs> oh okay. my God. during a, a post. I know this. This will sound like I'm embellishing or that I'm drinking again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are some of the old, some of the old school things that happen at the bottom of the pile. Absolutely, were yeah. true. And I know. Things, things I, I remember. I remember Ben Dreith once said with Jim Kelly giving him the business down there, and you went through that quite a bit, Bernie Kozar. But I do want to get to the uh, the conversation. We have about four minutes to go, Bernie. I'm going to bring you back to okay. football. Um, what you talked about on Fox News? You suffered over 100 concussions when I was friends with you down in Miami years ago. You kept going to Tampa, these other places. You were desperate to find somebody to help you because you're a brilliant guy, as my audience can can hear right now. But you knew you were going through some issues. What's changed? Wow. So 
um, Sid, awesome memory of you. You were there at the beginning of the journey when myself, Dave Durison, Junior Seau, we were trying to figure out what was happening. Let me stop you one more time. The two guys he just mentioned, Dave Durison and Junior Seau, both dead, shot themselves to death in suicides, suffering what Bernie is talking about right now. Go ahead. Yeah, and so many times back then, and even as way less today, but back 10 and 15 years ago, so many people were saying we're fabricating it, we're making it up, it's all in our head, we just do it for attention, and we didn't, there wasn't as much awareness for that. Unfortunately, those guys knew, knew, like I knew what was happening, and and ended up shooting themselves in their heart to save their brains for that research to ultimately would ended up becoming diagnosed as CT and stuff. But to your point, I was, I've had 40 surgeries, 80 broken bones, hundred plus concussions, almost 14 seizures. My last couple seizures, I was in a coma for 72 and 96 hours. I've been since I retired in 1997. I didn't really do any medications, pills, pain pills when I played, except Except when the Dolphins and I had some of the some of the same doctors that Tua had in 2022, I um, I had in 1994 doing um, some of the things that that happened like that. So trying to figure out a way to get healthy. Four years ago, diagnosed with five years left of cognitive brain function. So Sid, like you had mentioned, and I had mentioned with. Some of my ex-teammates and guys like Dave and Junior, Junior in particular, we were looking for alternate holistic ways of therapy and treatment because to get away from pills. And I had been medicated since 97 with probably over 50 type pills a day. And after my last seizure in 2017, after being in a coma for 96 hours, the doctor came in and and goes, hey, man, you're really tough. You're doing great keep up with your prescriptions. I'm like, bro, you're killing, you're killing me. And I had already started that IV therapy that I'd been thinking about, but it became um, really big. And with the juicing, uh, Vitamix, food is your medicine, IV therapy. And I haven't done a pill in five and a half years and been able to, I actually think, be able to slow down or at least, um, 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 I, I think, reverse some of the cognitive decline. You remember, Sid, when we were doing the show 10 years ago, the inability to enunciate, articulate, communicate any multiple syllable words was a massive challenge for me. So the ability now to be here this morning and be excited to do this and be able to um, not have that anxiety and be able to communicate a message. And I don't say that to brag, bro, you know, but I really say that with there was this issue before COVID, and this just just not for us football players. This is a systemic thing throughout society now, and I'm not here to brag about it, but I am here to say that there is hope and there is ways to come out the other side of this. And I'm not saying this to promote or to sell sell anybody anything, but there really is a message now and a way of hope. So people have some of these issues. Feel free to follow me and join me on my community as I try to holistically help people, you know, not have to suffer through that that decade of how I felt in my 40s and 50s. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> um, 
because I got to know you very, very well, Bertie, very well, um, from the studios to your house um, in, in um, Weston to just uh, so many nights, and Danielle, and what you went through even with your family, and, and to hear you today sound like this. You've always been a brilliant guy. I've always said of all the players, and I've met a lot over 25 years, I don't think I met a player smarter than you. And I, I knew that even when you had difficulties 10, 15 years ago, but you sound great today. And the only promise I want from you is that, A, you continue to do whatever you're doing right now, and, B, during the season you come on, and, and I don't care if you follow every game or not, just talk to me and stay in touch because I really do love you, Bernie Kozar, and I'm happy for you. I love you, brother. Call me anytime for anything. And I, I've been creating and, and talking about this message for people out there. It's not just because of the University of Miami. We say you matter for people out there. That's we awesome. care about you. That's we awesome. love you, brother. I love you, you too. Yeah, thank you. You matter, too. There he is, folks. Champion quarterback at University of Miami. A champion with the, Brown, with the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Browns. And most importantly, a champion in life. My friend, NFL great Bernie Kosar.